0: Because uh, he's such a dick, sorry And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast My name is Michael Seipch, you can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz And I'm here with my partners Jeremy Broen
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter as well at DynastyManMan
0: And Shane
2: Manilla Welcome world, Shane Manilla Shane is the worst
0: <laughs> You know, that is funny, sometimes you don't say your Twitter handle Even though most people that listen, they already know your Twitter handle Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is funny when I just said that about uh, when I, uh, not a very nice thing to say about somebody, but there, there's only really a couple people that I'm not a big fans of in the NFL, and one of them signed a, a contract. But you know what's r- really funny? I was at Best Buy today, and one of the employees at Best Buy came up to me and he said, uh, hey, I know you don't like him, but what do you think about Aaron Rodgers signing, <laughs> resigning with the... Green Bay Packers. So I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, Have so, we spoken
2: what? to this person before, or is he just a stalker? No, there's this, like this. Crack me up.
0: Yeah, there you go. What is Carson that? Carson
1: Wentz, co- but, but the but, co- Washington <laughs> Commanders football said, "Are you effing kidding me?" When they, when Adam Schefter announced that they were signing
0: Carson Wait. Wentz, trading for him. So that's the the that's <laughs> the people that are listening can't see what you're doing, but you're holding oh. your phone up. So you're saying the Washington Commanders actually tweeted that
1: commander's football site did hogs at hogs haven uh, probably the fan site i'm not sure who it is but it's an official site you know with a check mark and everything but it says commander's football at hogs haven And they said, are you effing kidding me in all caps? That's that's pretty funny. That's a fandom that's not excited.
0: Yeah. And hey, Shane, uh, back to your question. Uh, I have actually spoke to him, but there's actually a few people there over at Best Buy here in Coral Springs that do listen to our show. So it's always funny when they ask me questions about the show. But look, we kind of jumped into it. There's a lot of news. Before we talk about all these signings, tell everybody about Campus to Canton.
2: Hey, if you haven't hit up campusdecanton uh, com yet, then you're fucking stupid. You should definitely <laughs> check them out. Um, use promo codes <laughs> trade or excuse me, promo code promo code HQ. Um, <laughs> campus to canton. Uh, that. you know, like we've talked about before, if you're playing in campus canton leagues, um, you might want to hit the best site that's dedicated to that that game, um, com. Um, and look, even if you just play Devi, just play Devi. you know, you're a casual like me and you just play some Debbie leagues and you yeah, want to know what, you want to know what high school seniors are coming in next year that are going to be good to start drafting for your Debbie leagues, yeah. like, uh, you know, things like that. So I would check them out. Great site, great tools. Um, great podcast.
1: That. Whether you're casual or not. Yeah. But campus yeah. to Canton rocks for that kind of stuff.
0: It just sounds kind of funny when he says whether well, you're a casual or not. <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, only, yeah, I don't know too many casual players that are into Debbie. That's what yeah, I'm
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, I, speaking of Debbie players, I'm in the kitchen sink too, uh to draft um, uh, dispersal. dispersal. Yeah, dispersal. I throw it again because I, I I'm not going to do any startups. But I, any chance I can get to go in there with dispersal, I'm just going in. Doesn't matter. It was a playoff team, like three years running. Didn't care. Just, just need to need the juice. So I got a Jackson Smith Njoku. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah, I got know, him yeah. for uh, I think thirteen dollars or fifty dollars. It was one of those. Two. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> thirteen matter, 50 and fifty is pick. kind of a big difference. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Just a stud wide receiver, man. He's going to be one of the top wide receivers in the class next year. I got I got a bid on Jamar Gibbs too. Hopefully, that's going to go through.
0: So, you did. So, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Let me understand this. Does this mean you joined a new league?
2: No. This is, I'm in, I was already in Kitchen Sink.
0: Oh, you said a dispersal. So, I thought you meant you joined. Yeah, Yeah, they do a second chance
2: dispersal. That's right.
1: I I, I probably should have joined it myself. I I, I haven't had time to do it, but I saw, I saw there's a lot of picks flying off, auction picks flying off the board. I keep, I get the notices all day.
2: Yeah, I got a, they did okay so far, you know, Jackson, Smith. How do you say his last name?
1: Najigba, but you got big name players. I saw Cam Akers, some other big name guys. Oh, Cam
2: and Mark Andrews, yeah. Look, it's fun. It was um, two new owners, and then I threw him for the second chance because I figured, why not?
0: (laughs) You know what is great? We have a dispersal going on in HQ1 right now. Uh, We had three new owners, and uh, I think one current owner, um, Stompy, decided to jump into the dispersal, right? Uh, I know there yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I know there was some jokes in the in the chat about you know who should and shouldn't be in that dispersal as well. But I do think it's funny because Shane made a comment pouncing.
2: So yeah, you should be pouncing on them because they're new owners to the league. Or in Stompy's case, you know, might as well be um, <laughs> exactly.
0: They're new owners exactly. to
2: the league. Um, they already want to make some moves. Their teams are awful, just god awful. So they're going to need like pieces. So I'm going to try to lowball whoever's got the best quarterbacks off of them. Um, but not so low, obviously that it's insulting, but like Kirk Cousins and a piece and maybe another piece for like Josh Allen. And if they say no, I'm going to shame them and go, bro, <laughs> this is a 16 team start eleven. Like I, I love Josh Allen, but you, he, Josh Allen and Elijah Holyfield ain't going to win you a title.
1: <laughs> no, it's, they're
0: not. No. But the problem also is, you know, these guys are listeners. It's our listener league. These three gentlemen are brand new people to the league. So they're going to be a little bit intimidated by you, Shane. And if you shame them, they may no, do well, something they, they don't well.
2: want to do. My kids aren't even intimidated by me. <laughs> I,
0: I know, I'm being nice. a wise-ass. They're not really intimidated by you. But what
2: else happened? We had some other big news.
0: Well, that's what I was just going to ask you. I mean, we, Giant blew, news. we blew past that Aaron Rodgers. Who gives a crap?
2: <laughs> but uh, Russell well, Wilson. Are, but Rodgers, we're happy for Devontae Adams, wide receiver one for at least two more years, we think. Yeah,
1: fantasy kind of wise. It's it's weird, though. Are they really going to keep him for four years? It just seems like
2: he doesn't even want to play <laughs> football. I don't even know if he signed that contract. I don't no. even think it actually was ever came out.
0: Yeah, he sent out. A post on his Instagram to tell people that he never signed a four-year contract, you know?
2: He's just coming back next year and they franchise Devontae. So I guess I should say we know we have another top 12 season from the both of them, probably a top (laughs) five season from Devontae.
0: Yeah, but you know what? The next story, like you just said, which is a big story, I think this trade, they talked about it online that it's one of the biggest trades in NFL history. That's what uh, Adam Scheffner said. But I think for fantasy-wise, it really does affect... Both teams, so go ahead and talk about it. If that's the one you're saying is so big with Russell Wilson,
2: oh, I was talking about Carson Wentz, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess the Russell Wilson trade's big too, it's really big. Come oh, on, dude, why the hell? He, he, what he's, he's got to be funny.
0: I, he's kidding, look at his face. There's no way that Carson you think the Wentz r- Carson Wentz trade did. is bigger no, than even was. their
1: fan club didn't like it. I said, I mean, it's just hilarious what they sent out. I mean, it's just funny as hell
2: yeah no the russ wilson trade's huge only thing is i guess um i'm looking at this as a buying opportunity on dk metcalf anyone that wants to fade him um because they think you know that obviously he doesn't have a starting quarterback right now because technically i guess he has drew lock or geno smith um if anyone's looking to fade dk metcalf i'm gonna go ahead and buy him remember he's 24 years old um Dude, even in a down year, he, he was still a beast. Uh, DK like, yeah.
1: Metcalf is bye bye bye. He's not old. He's yeah. young. He's yeah. There's there's no doubt he'll be back, but no no telling what this year is gonna hold. I think Seattle gets a young quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I
2: just I, I I guess you could wait to see. I, I, I like I, I don't feel like waiting until after the season to get him, even if he has a down year. Um because again, we don't know who their quarterback is gonna be, and it's Seattle. So there's no guarantee that they're even gonna take a quarterback with that pick that they got from Denver. Um, they could decide to go Brees Hall at running back at like six overall or nine overall, whatever uh, Denver had.
0: So, so when I was talking about it affects players, I mean, you've got, you've got DK Metcalf and Lockett essentially. And then on the other side, you've got Sutton and Judy. So do those guys go up now having Russell Wilson?
2: Yeah, we've, we've in the, the HQ chat and the um, Dynasty and Chill chat, people have been talking about trying to get rid of Judy, trying to get rid of Sutton. Um, this was the moment everyone was waiting for, right? Like if they're on your roster, I don't think anyone was like, oh, I can't wait till they get a real quarterback and I can keep them on my roster. Everybody was like, I need to trade these dudes as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, so I, I I know. Unfortunately, I don't have any Sutton. I looked on my rosters last night. Um, I do have some Judy. Put him on my trade block. Haven't gotten any bites yet. So we gotta. I guess we're gonna have to wait for the summertime, or you know maybe a little closer to the season when it's not six months away. We, we also have
1: to talk about this further on our podcast. Just just like the three of us, like analyze just this because. I was <laughs> Isn't not, that
0: what
2: we're doing
1: right now? No, I, no <laughs> we're not. Um, We got a deep dive on this because I was not getting rid of Sutton and Judy and any of the, the Broncos. I was actually acquiring them because it was a matter of time. With, with a team like that ready to explode and Drew Locke not being the guy, it was a matter of time before they brought a quarterback in. I honestly didn't expect it to be Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of people were hoping it would be. I hoped it would be. I thought that might work out great, except that he's a flake, right? But, you know, you think about the fantasy points. But I was get acquiring those guys, and I was not getting rid of them. So, I mean, because expecting something good to happen. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to get into that more. It sounds like you were in the opposite
2: Position? no no were you, were I was you waiting trying to fire no, those guys no yeah I was waiting for the moment to, to get rid of them off my roster like every every league I had Jerry Judy and I just kept looking at him like someday you're gonna have a quarterback and I'm gonna move you dude <laughs> you know after two seasons Judy, Judy's been okay but you know I, I obviously really good rookie season better than uh, a lot of people thought um and and just his sophomore year was just meh it's very meh, you know, and I, I'm one of those people, you know, I move off of players quickly if they don't, they don't explode.
1: And <laughs> no, you of like selling <laughs> yeah. at a profit and getting guys that are going to score a lot of fantasy points for your team. So, you know, you can, you can win so that, you know, you have to kind of call your shots on those situations. But yeah, I think Judy's a buy. I mean, not now you're paid, like you're want, willing to pay price for him, but, but. No, I'm but saying, like,
0: Shane's trying, to sell, them, though, yeah, trying to sell him though. Not trying yeah, to so like, sell him high.
2: Yeah, if anyone wants to trade me a 2023 first for him, I'll take it. I'll take take a, a 106 in this draft, 107, 108, 109. Really? Maybe 110, we'll see.
0: You know what's funny? You and I did a trade with Jerry Judy in one of our listener leagues. You traded him to me, and then by the end of the season, I traded him back to you. So you have him in whatever league that was. I have Sutton in a couple different places. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll listen to you and move him, or I'll listen to Jeremy and keep him. I
2: mean, I would definitely <laughs> move him. I, yeah, mean, I don't yeah. think there's
1: a wrong answer. It just depends. You're definitely going to get more for them now that you know Russell Wilson goes there. That's unequivocally true. Uh, the thing is, d- did you acquire him thinking, you know, did you acquire him before Russell Wilson went there, and now you're going to capitalize on your buying at a nice price and getting those fantasy points, or do you want to? make some money I mean it just kind of depends
0: I draft I some
1: answer I drafted yeah, yeah.
0: Sutton in the two leagues that I have him in, so I've held, held on to him this long, you know. Um, we do have a guest that's getting ready to come in. So, Shane, did you want to really talk about Carson Wentz? Or I mean, not just kidding? At I think It's funny.
2: <laughs> I put together a bunch of stats, but we don't need to talk about Carson Wentz. We can talk about him next week. I got some stats in there. Let's just say, um, if you think he's a significant upgrade to Tyler Heineke, um, <laughs> he's not... Under any circumstances,
0: <laughs> oh my god, there is one cool tweet I don't have it saved that I did read. Uh, did you guys see how many picks and how much money Carson Wentz, yeah, Shane's shaking his head, has been traded for in his career it's now? Insane. First round picks, <laughs> two, and then,
2: wow, yeah, I mean, for the Eagles to get up to draft him, they had to give up a boatload, they had to make a couple of trades actually to move up to get him, and then. Yeah, so there was that trade, then they gave him the ridiculous amount of money they gave him, then Indianapolis ends up giving up a first and a second or a first and a third, I forget, and now a couple more seconds go, (laughs) so yeah.
0: I do like I do like that uh, uh, Matthew Barry tweeted about getting all these messages from people uh, congratulating him or not oh. congratulating him or whatever, and then uh, and then Shane said something to him about.
2: Um, it's a new kind of pain that he's going to feel. Yeah, it's that because Carson Wentzman, what he did with the Eagles, you're going to think like, oh, this guy can be really great, like you know, and then the very next play, you're like, what the fuck did he right. just yeah. do? What did he? <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Very, very, very conflicting uh, emotions, like back-to-back. It's a very weird thing, being a Carson Wentz uh, <laughs> supporter.
0: Well, look, we do have a, a guest. We're going to bring him in right now. We did have some more news, but we'll push that all to next week. There was some tags and some other things that happened. But uh, right now, Jeremy... Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, right now, we're bringing
0: in... <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy.
1: Did you announce you,
0: who it was? No, 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 but you started writing something in the group chat, and it it, it just distracted me. Uh, do Do we have Rich available?
1: Rich is on his way. Mr. Rich Rebar, yeah, he's on his way as we speak. As soon as he's here, we can bring him in the room to join us. He'll be in the green room enjoying a nice refreshment, maybe listening to the sultry sounds of... Our voices on prior podcasts. I don't really know, but he'll be having a good time until he joins us.
0: What, what do we have in the green room? We need to have something playing in the green room. What, what should it Let's be for that? Let's ask Rich. Them? Rich, what,
1: what was in the green room while you waited for us? <laughs> uh, you know, I,
3: I requested nothing but uh, red Skittles. Uh, <laughs> and you guys had those nice out for me. Yeah. Uh, Separate all the other colors. I need you to just take all, I just need the red ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, we left that to Jeremy to do that to make sure that it was just the red ones for you because if we left Shane to do it, it would have been the wrong color. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shane would have said orange one. It's close. <laughs>
3: orange Jesus.
0: is the same.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they all kind of are the same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to, be, to be completely honest, you would never ask for that kind of stuff to be a guest. You would just open arms saying, yes, I would love to come be on your guys' show
3: uh we we tried to make it happen on and off uh you know through throughout the season but you know this in-season schedule gets so crazy we just never could sync up uh the proper time so uh you know i always made it a point because for we couldn't do it during the season say like all right you know we'll make this thing happen as soon as possible uh after the season so here i am uh, you know the the season's like here, like the everyone's like <laughs> dialed in, right? Like uh, there's already been like trades, people are already changing teams. It's 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 already here, man. The the combine, we're going to be drafted next month. It's it's just it doesn't stop.
2: Fast and furious. What's funny is last week, maybe last week, I remember going, man, there's nothing going on. Like <laughs> trying kind to of force like conversation in our patrons chat because I'm like, I don't know what the hell to talk about. Like there was literally nothing happening. And then the last three days, like the world exploded. <laughs> and everything is happening. And then. Who knows? Tomorrow, the I'm Watson might get traded and or sent to prison. I don't even. Know. <laughs> be oh, God.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. for, first of all, before we jump into all this stuff, we all we did was say Rich. We didn't actually tell anybody who who's here. So, hey, Fair. Rich Rebar, thank you for joining us. Lord Reeves on Twitter. Yeah, what's going on?
3: you know, I got to meet you and and Shane uh, in Can last year. Uh, it was great. We talked for a little while, and you know, we said, "Oh, we'll make this happen." We're all in that uh, the uh, dynasty league together. Uh,
1: DFB, with,
3: yeah, yeah, the DFB. Uh, we we've, we we've both got good teams. Uh, I think we played in the playoffs last year. I snuck one out on you guys. You had beaten me in the regular season. uh, (laughs) And, you know, I ended up losing to the people that run the league, TJ and Scott, uh, which uh, we call complete shenanigans on. uh, Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, no, it's great. You're right. Uh, Jeremy, unfortunately, wasn't with us in uh, in Canton this year, but Shane and I were at the booth and you actually caught Shane one of the very few times where he was at the booth (laughs) when you came by. So we (laughs) talked about everything and and yeah, um, you know, we did talk about getting together to come on the show and you were just So busy. You have so much going on. So, what, before we get into all the rest of this, please tell everybody about yourself, your website, everything that you do.
3: Yeah. You know, and I'm also. In the process of moving right now too, so it's just like uh, always. <laughs> it's always chaos too around rare. these parts. Uh, so uh, same same area and same school district, but just yeah, different different spot. But yeah, we've already started to do like all the rookie ranks for the combine at Sharp Football Analysis. I did all like my dynasty write ups and my rankings and kind of what goes into them. Instead of just putting out my dynasty rankings and say here you go, I also put out an article for each position that kind of goes why I rank these guys this way and so on and so forth. Um, all that stuff is up at sharperballanalysis.com. In the off season, there's no paywall and anything. All my stuff's just up. So everything I post from here till August will just be out there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I know, Shane, you wanted to ask him a specific question about one of the things that he posted,
2: right? Wait, I, I had a few questions in there, but specifically, <laughs> I, I need to know, why do you hate Devonta Smith so much? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love uh, how that's the one you pick out first. am <laughs>
3: uh, uh, uh. Uh, I'm, I'm very much a, a, a fan of the player and very much a, a fan. If I had him, I'd be I'd be holding. I don't know if in a startup I'm willing to pay that iron price. It's more of what I think is going to happen. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure that like he really is going to be the answer. And If he ends up being the answer, is that the answer we want? And then they've got three first round picks. They probably, they probably are going to add a receiver with one of these picks, I would assume. They've been nibbling in like the veteran free agent market, so we'll see who they add. So they, they just signed Goddard to a huge contract. So if you pair Jalen Hurts and what they figure out what they need to do with Jalen Hurts, the back half of last year bringing this offense way, way down and raining it in. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to diagnose, like, that short-term, like, a fantasy upside for a guy like Fantasy. But I love the player was high on him coming into the draft. But, I mean, it's still a game uh, – it's still a numbers game in fantasy football. And if Jalen Hurts is going to be there paired with some other, you know, pieces, it's, it's hard for me to just say, like, oh, this guy's going to smash.
2: Yeah, so there's been what, interesting news. The Eagles were tied to Russ Wilson, apparently, allegedly <laughs> uh, made a better offer than Seattle did, or excuse me, Den- than Denver did. And Russ was like, no, I don't want to come to Philadelphia. That place is a scary place. I'd rather go to Denver. Um,
0: no. And also,
2: the Eagles were tied to Jay Glazer, put it out today. They were apparently going to trade for Calvin Ridley before he got suspended for the season. Uh, that would have been interesting. Then I would have been really worried about Devonta <laughs> Smith if Calvin Ridley was here with Jalen Hurts. But yeah, I got to, as much as they're doing the happy, like, we love Jalen talk, there's still a lot of smoke behind mm-hmm. the scenes of like them just n- clearly not investing in, in him long term.
3: Yeah, I I know uh, that they did have something worked out to not have him be their starting quarterback last year, and then he kind of won them over a little bit during the season. But he's, he's definitely not cemented. You think last year he he passed the initial test, but he still they have no long term commitment. Still, like he could still easily play 500 football remember this is a team the eagles they made the playoffs last year they only beat one team with a winning record last year and it was the same they were it was last in the nfl the jets beat more teams with a winning record than the eagles uh so i mean like if the eagles just kind of meander through a season and jalen hurts doesn't necessarily take off uh th- there's still nothing in cement that like he will be the quarterback so i mean it, it's still a lot up in the air um it normally a lot of you know, when the situations like i don't literally really factor in to my dynasty stuff, uh, but you know when you look at just the immediate runway for like Devonte Smith, it, it is hard to say like in 2022, like oh, like we're gonna just see like a massive leap. It's it's hard for me to get there, but I still the big picture that you just buying on talent, right? Like you, we always, because everything's too fluid. We're already seeing it this season, right? Like it, it hasn't even started yet. uh Those types of things are, end up being like really, really fluid. So I try not to like weigh it too hard. Uh, but uh yeah buy on it,
1: talent yeah. like you said
3: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's always one of those things is we're going to have a draft in a, in what you know 4 weeks and someone's going to land somewhere in some spot or someone's going to land in a spot where it's like really great like Kyren Williams a couple years ago you know but everyone had Kyren alaire coming in to the draft as their wide receiver or their running back 4 or running back 5 in that class because it was an amazing class right and he ends up going to the chiefs it's the holy grail of spots you know and what's funny is you look at any it's not even the the spot's still good because look at any time Clyde Edwards is missed time Jarek McKinnon Daryl Daryl Williams like when the guys are playing three downs in the chiefs offense it's still really good it's just that Clyde Edwards not playing three downs in the chiefs offense that's always been kind of the problem but uh you know you have Bateman last year he kind of like he was like everyone's like kind of wide receiver two to four last year he goes to the ravens everyone's kind of like the same thing with devontae smith right we talked about well it's a numbers game how many targets can he get like what's what's the upside here and you know he slides a little bit in the draft starts he goes like 110 to like 113 in that area so yeah so um it's something we, we always fall in the trap for you try not to go overboard on it but it always does
0: exist Shane immediately jumped to Devontae Smith because obviously it's his team and everything. but why Shane did you ask why does he hate uh, Devonte Smith? Where do you have him ranked in your rankings? Is that why Shane said that?
2: It, he doesn't have him that bad. I mean he has him in tier five, which, you know <laughs> in
0: tier five, okay. <laughs>
2: But if you go through his tiers, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I probably would have him a little higher. But also, yeah, I have green colored glasses on, so that that's going to happen. Yeah, you. But did you see?
1: But where? Higher, but no but
3: where do you have him overall? Because I do. I have him at wide receiver seventeen overall, which I think is pretty reasonable.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, I looked at your tiers. I didn't look at the actual rankings. Now that he's <laughs> <it's> seventeen, <laughs> now oh, I kind of ball. agree with you. I like it better when I said that you hate him because you had him in your fifth tier.
3: Well, because I I like to do like the tiers, uh, you know, kind of like segregate people because – um based on like where they either are in their career or, like what type of archetype receiver they are so like you can find like arbitrage situations in that. So like i have devontae smith as my wider receiver, wide receiver 17 right overall like when i'm parsing things out you know good. tit for tat right like i have a wide receiver 17 but then i'm like all right well there's this other guys that i think are in the same tier as him like an elijah moore uh or like say like a like a hollywood brown even and it's mm-hmm. like oh or like these guys are going maybe like 20 picks or 30 picks later. So, if I'm in a startup and I say, well, here, these guys really aren't that that different.
1: That different. And
3: right. so, like, all right, I might, so I might bypass where Devontae Smith where he would go at typical ADP because, oh, I've got these other guys I think are very similar. Or you can just yeah. load up on a bunch of those guys too. But that's the difference between, like, rankings and tiers, like putting things in, like, a, a linear order because that's what the consumers want. Consumers yeah.
1: want. Shane's narrative would have us give believe us you don't like Devonta Smith, but that's <laughs> not it at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I haven't been a tier of guys that, like, represent a lot of yep. guys that can make the leap to being a wide receiver one, but right now are kind of, like, in that fringe. Like, you're probably going to get more, like, Wide receiver two-ish overall value, which kind of makes them weekly wide receiver threes, right, in your lineups, because everyone looks at end-to-season numbers, and you say, well, if you have an end of season wide receiver two, well, that means he probably was a guy that was, like, pretty volatile or, like, had some good weeks some sure. down weeks. Uh, so I have him in, like, a bucket with all those guys that could make that jump or still kind of just hang out in there, like, you know, like I said, Elijah Moore, Michael Pittman uh you know uh Brandon IU Darius Tony like all those guys like it's really easy to make an argument for the bull case of those guys but also kind of you could still have kind of one hand uh you know kind of out of the bucket to kind of say like well yeah this can still go wrong for him yeah, immediately it
1: can go wrong yeah
0: you know it's funny you you did mention that right now people can go to um the website and see your rankings for free you said there's no paywall so when you just mentioned that that's what people want to consume it is. You see, people they want tiers, they want rankings. So, if, if those, are, if that's your tier five, what what is your tier one and your tier two of wide receivers?
2: Uh, can, I give you, can I give you a guess on the tier one modes? <laughs>
0: It's so funny. Every question I ask Rich, you, Shane, you answer so our the question. So, tonight, Rich,
1: Mike, and, and myself, would like to welcome Shane as Shane the word to answer a bunch of questions. <laughs> on behalf of Lord Reeves, you know, Rich Rebar would like to appoint him as his book.
0: Shane just Roll. muted himself and Roll. turned his head. <laughs> good, good. Well,
3: I, I think it's pretty similar to everyone's tier one. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm not rocking the boat up there. I, I don't know if anyone else really is. Uh, you know what, Chase and Jefferson, I think they're kind of in their own secret, separate, separate group. Uh, but then you kind of have like, if you know the way I lay it out, like you have like this tier of like veteran guys. And I've done some studies on this in the past. Like elite wide receivers, like tip- the typical fall off age is like age thirty two. That's like the, the the point of no return. Like you don't know what's gonna Six happen. Now, these guys could fall off. Like, it's the NFL. Like, we said, it's pretty fluid. Like, you run into a season where a guy just, like, you don't get anything after age 29. But typically, like, historically, like, age 32, like, for really apex players is kind of, like, the point where, like, you're just in no man's land. Like, there's nothing a player can do to really help their cause. So, you have, like, all these guys in this tier right now, uh, the Tyree Kills, the Devontae Adams, uh, Cooper Cups, Stephon Diggs. Like, they're there right now, and they all are attached to elite quarterbacks, right? So, like... If you're in a startup, though, like, are are you really playing for this year and say, do I want to burn an age 29 season Devontae Adams with my first or, or turn pick? Or do I want to keep building with youth? Do I go down for a CD Lamb who's probably not going to give me a wide receiver? when well, it could happen, uh, but, you know, it's more of a longer play. I'm looking at, like, having seven years of CD Lamb versus, like, three to four of Devontae Adams. So, like, when you're in a startup, like, those things weigh on you. But, you know, when you just look at, like, rankings, they're, they'll be, like, right next to each other in ranks, right? And But, like, team building – the team building aspect, like it doesn't follow that list. Like it's hard, right? Like, you know, so you have to weigh all these different things in and there's a lot more nuance to it. But like said, so people love the ranks. They, 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 that's what they want. You know, give me yeah. the linear list. Uh, uh, I've I tried to go against it for years. and like, you know, the whole like fantasy pros ranking system and all that. And it just <laughs> doesn't matter. It's just what the people want. So you got to give in.
0: Everybody that listens to the, to our show knows how many leagues Shane and Jeremy and I do. But uh, how many Dynasty Leagues, <laughs> you're laughing, but how many Dynasty Leagues are you in?
3: Uh, I'm in 21 uh, right now. So, That's awesome. Uh, it is my favorite format. We talked a lot about this at the, at the Expo. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, it's just by far the, my favorite format. Uh, and then when you start to incorporate things like, the, you know, the Devies and, you know, keeping an eye on these rookies. Uh, you know, it makes you watch college football a bit more. I don't get a chance to watch it as much because, you know, I, I do have the three kids. And, but, you know, when I can watch it, it's like I'm trying to check out some of these guys and see some things and, you know, kind of keep my, you know, kind of one foot on the
0: ground there, too. But
3: it's, yeah, it's just by far the best format, though.
0: Are you in a lot of other types of leagues or just the dynasty leagues?
3: Uh, I'll do, like, season-along leagues uh, with people here. Uh, you know, I will say this. You know, everyone, since I've always been in the industry, people always are like, well, you know, because you, people will tweet these drafts out, right? That we do, like, and people are like, "Oh, I wish I could be in that league." There's, there's all these great people. I could tell you unequivocally <laughs> industry leagues are by far the worst fantasy leagues uh, you, could be, you could be in you. we've had those uh,
1: conversations thank you
2: yeah
3: there's it's the least amount of activity uh it's most everyone's busy uh-huh. uh there's it's i can tell you right now you want to play against mike clay you want to play against evan Silva, you do right it's fun we like these guys they're all heavy hitters i can tell you right now those leagues are by far not the funnest to play in <laughs> you know it's, they're all great people and they're all great players uh I've, I've lost plenty of those people along the way but you know you want to mix it in you know know have some people that you know you know are going to be active and have fun playing the league those are the most those are the better leagues
0: amen yeah and it's funny there's always those spurts of conversations like especially in dfb there's a lot of times where nobody talks for like two weeks or something and then all of a sudden everybody starts talking non-stop for a couple days in a row you all know? it
1: takes is one thing one 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 thing that gets a few people riled up and then it's like Several days of dialogue. It's pretty awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah, and that league's pretty inter- fun because it is like, it's like a mix. Like, most people are like in the industry in the sense of like they're on Twitter, but like we've got like four, like kind of DFS guys, we've got like four dynasty guys, we've got kind of just like football conglomerates in there. Uh, and it, it makes the league pretty fun because everyone's kind of operating on like their own different wavelengths instead uh, of so sometimes you get in dynasty leagues and it it's it's not like they get one note because dynasty like the, the way your team your roster is shapes so much of what, what you how you're how you're running your team and there's a lot of variance like that is, but like when you have people coming with just like outright different approaches like we do in that league, it's uh, it makes it fun.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of why I asked you what what kind of leagues you're in, because when you say if people go to sharpfootballanalysis.com, when you go to that website, when you do your rankings and everything, it's more geared towards dynasty, though, right?
3: Uh, Right now, this time of the year, yeah, it's like all dynasty. And then as we progress... You know, redraft starts ramping up, and you know uh, we get into that mode, right? Like, I'll do like a little, and once we get to like August, I'll put out like a draft guide because that's you know, as we know, like Dynasty's growing, but still, like the the general public is still coming in at the end of the line. Here, they wanna they want those lists for their drafts. They're going to be drafted in August, going to the going to BW threes or wherever they're doing their drafts. <laughs> right. <and> stuff, all <laughs> that uh, because listen, our bubble, we we talk like football all day on Twitter and stuff. You always think on Twitter too, like. It's like, oh, man, everyone is just, like, into football now. But it's such a a, a, a speck uh, on the bubble of, like, people playing fantasy football that, like, we're actually reaching. And it's still so crazy. And, you know, that kind of bears out, too, when you get to, like, August and just the people, amount of people that come in, like, at the end that are just here for that. They're just to be in and out, play in their league and, and get the hell out and live their lives Unlike like, us. Uh, <laughs> no, they us. still
1: love the same
2: stuff we do. They're just not quite <laughs> as into it, ingrained. They like the outside and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's dynasty season. What do you mean? I'm not going out. <laughs> they have hobbies
1: and they exercise. They're
2: yeah. like, oh, Friday night, I have date night with the wife. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to write an article about <laughs> some pretty, pretty wide receiver that I think could move up to a third string wide receiver next year if everything breaks just right. That so <laughs>
0: That's what you're doing on a Friday night. Yeah, um, I get Juwan Jennings on my team. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I get him in? See, Rich knows Shane very well. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> You know, uh, Rich, we have we have a Patreon group and we the HQ crew and uh, we actually had a question from one of our patrons that Shane wants to ask you.
2: Yeah, we're going to make me read. All right. Uh, Rich, has your concept of buckets for wide receiver types changed in the last few years with how the league and pass catchers have evolved?
3: Uh, a, a little bit. So I still like to group guys by archetypes. Like, I've always been as a fans player, I'm, I'm huge on like archetypes uh, because like it lets you kind of figure out. Well, especially like the wider seer position, right? Because everyone. They have one designation, fantasy football, wide receiver, right? But there's all these different positions that play the acquisition wide receiver and how their fantasy points are scored. And to me, like, I always want to understand how my player is going to score his points and what he needs necessarily to get there. Like, we talked about Devontae Smith, like, for him to be like a wide receiver one or like to, or to just say exceed his value, like, what are the things that have to happen, right, for him? Uh, and that's why I said, that's why he falls into like that one bucket with me. Whereas you could say, like, yeah. There's a, he could be closer to Jalen Waddle if he was in a different spot for sure. Easy. I even had him a bet above Jalen Waddle last year at the draft. Uh, but Jalen Waddle fell into a spot where he can accrue, you know, uh, you know, a 25%, you know, target share even more on a team that is going to get put him in more an advantageous spot than where Devontae Smith fell into immediately. So it's a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, some things have changed like over the years. Like, so when I was first doing this, you know, the wide receiver position has evolved. Well, one, uh, the end of the college game has shifted as well. Like, so we're just not getting a lot of guys that are, like 225 pounds, like running four 440s. We've had some guys like A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. And, you know, we've got a couple guys in this class that are kind of like on that line and, and trailing Burks and Drake London. But the NFL has been really putting out the, like, guy that's like 200 pounds, like 195 to 205. They're Svelte guys. They're focused on separation and getting open, playing multiple positions in college, uh, too, instead of just like one spot. And, you know, when we were talking about, like, me getting into this like the 2012 2013 the bigger kind of like alpha receiver was kind of like the forefront of the nfl the demarius Thomas's, uh you know the brandon marshalls like those guys and they were kind of running the game and the game has kind of shifted we don't we're not getting as many of those guys put into the nfl they're not being as successful because the game is now opened up to be a lot more like college it's a lot more speed and space and focus on guys that get open can you play multiple positions can you make yourself available to your quarterback because it's the nfl has changed all these rules as it's gone on it's made things easier to throw over the middle field get these guys open uh so yeah i i've definitely opened up to kind of like that archetype of receiver. And we'll see it in this class too. Like, where do you have like Garrett Wilson versus those two guys? Like there's, there's all those different things that go into it. But uh, yeah, definitely have started to focus on more of like guys that like get open first. That's like what I care about most, most of all. And like a guy like Matt Harmon has done like great work on this, right? He's illuminated this for a lot of people too, as well. Uh, Even guys of the same archetype, like you can look at Matt Harmon's work and you might have DK Metcalf and Chase Claypool, right? And especially DK Metcalf now losing Russell Wilson. And you can say, wow, they could be two similar players but then when you look at like the actual data like one guy still gets open all the time and one guy really kind of doesn't get open a lot and he has to win contested catches all the time yeah. uh and it makes it tough it's tough it's tough to win that way in the nfl uh so yeah i mean definitely looking at more guys that are uh, like folks on one playing multiple positions and guys that just get open first make yourself available like to the buying
1: corner. or selling jerry <laughs> judy you
3: yeah, I'm still buying. I still think he's a really talented player. Like he's of the like Stephon Diggsian mold. Uh, but uh, like it just depends. Like always, like where does it go now? Uh, your buy your buy window was evaporated the second they traded for Russell Wilson. Exactly. Like, it was the whole period where everyone was kind of like talking about, uh, you know, Jerry Judy from the day the season ended to this period. It's like, well, is it really ever going to happen for this guy? What do they do at quarterback? And that was your kind of gray period, right, where you can kind of talk to some owners that have him say, well, how do you feel about him? How have you felt about these two years? Uh, but now that they have Russell Wilson, you know, that, that person that has him is going to, uh, the price went up for them. <laughs> you know, they may be even saying like, cause you can all, every time something like this happens, the initial thing is always people say is like, sell this guy, hot news, sell him, you know, but like the person <laughs> that is the, even the person that wants to sell him is now factoring that in. Like they're upping the ante. Like they're, they're like, yeah, I need a little extra now because of the, because of the news. So it's obviously the worst time right now. You should have done it right, done it yeah. for the
1: last two months. Exactly. <laughs> be- before you knew that Denver was going to do something. You should have already done it. Right.
2: right. Judy Judy feels like or seems like a guy to me. Like just he nothing special. Like this bump's going to give him like yeah. So he could be a wide receiver too, a back end wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. And before this, I thought his ceiling was. A back end wide receiver too, because um, you know you see certain players. It really doesn't matter if their quarterback's Russell Wilson or Brock Osweiler; they're, they're, they, <laughs> just, they just just perform. Um, when you were talking about the big pass catchers, all I can ever think of every time someone talks about them is Dorial Green Beckham.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> five
2: four four <three>, <laughs> so. guy.
3: Well, I mean, we're coming into this class too, and we got like London is very interesting to me because. You know, he, he, his, his usage at USC is like all screens and contested catches. So he's a really tough, like, eval, even though, like, people are just like, well, smash him. He's the second youngest wide receiver in the class. The dude caught 11 passes per game last year. They're just jamming him. But the next level, like, one is, is any rookie going to land a spot where they're going to get targeted on 40% of the routes? Probably not. Right. Uh, and then it's like, all right. So if the, and now you have to think at the next level, too, like, he's not going to get as many screen targets. Uh, you would have to believe it that, even if he gets some. Uh, so, so can he get open at the next level? And you know, Dwayne McFarland did like a study on the most popular routes thrown in the NFL, and Drake London in this class doesn't finish in the top ten in yards per route run in any of them. And it's like, all right, so he takes a lot more projection. Do you think about it? It's like versus, like I said, you know, a guy like Garrett Wilson who who does who like eviscerates man coverage. Uh, but like you know, the in the scenarios where Drake London does hit. He probably hits for better than like if Garrett Garrett Wilson hits, but Garrett Wilson hits more often. So like, how do you factor that into your play? Uh, and that makes like an interesting you know kind of dynamic.
1: Well, uh, Garrett Wilson with his speed too and ability yeah. to play multiple positions. Right, that's got to be a more preferable draft choice than because Burke's I mean, like that, that go, too. But.
3: Like, there's an easy scenario to say where Burke's bust, but in the scenarios where Burke hits, it's really big.
2: Like it's the outcome is big. That's I'll always lose on those gambles. I'm always gonna gamble (laughs) Well, because I'm always going to shoot for the higher or the upside. Yeah, I'm sure. always going to do that. Like, you know, I, never, I don't care about wide receiver twos. I'll find them. That's like my yep. same story. The guys that oh, I can't yeah, find are can. elite wide receivers, the top six wide receivers. So every shot I'm taking is going to be that guy. And if it falls below that and it completely busts, fine. If it ends up being DJ Moore because he never had a half-decent quarterback or an offensive coordinator in his life, hmm. I'll live with it.
1: We still,
0: we still believe. We <laughs> <laughs> still believe.
1: You know, you, Rich. You do well with a lot of wide receiver too. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ask ask Rich the
0: question. Uh, no, sure. I was just gonna. I was actually gonna throw it to you, Jeremy, because oh. Rich over the last couple of weeks, when we've been talking about this rookie class, Jeremy has been talking about how the wide receiver position is the best of the the four positions that we're looking at with the rookies. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I was gonna say, it seems as though you agree. You keep talking about the wide receivers. Is there any wide receivers that Jeremy, that you wanted to ask Rich about, that you are looking forward to. Well,
1: I, I first of all, I knew we we liked your content, and you know, we you know thought highly of you. But I I'm surprised at how much I agree with what you've said, and how you look at wide receivers, even the tiers, how you explain them, and you're not discounting a guy just because of his age, because maybe you have a young team, and you decide, you know what, I am Devonta, I am Devonta away from you know. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae away from that connection, away from winning a title, and so maybe you have a young profile team, but you need that one piece, and you trade for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he's not gonna—you're not gonna keep him on your roster for more than a couple of years. You know that, but you don't have to think just always uh, concretely like, "I just need that young player," because maybe you miss your window by not just filling the spot with this elite wide receiver. But um, I, I and I enjoyed what you said about receivers getting separation because i think that's we've talked about jerry judy on this show and there's and i was never a big fan when he came out but i did see that there were a lot of missed opportunities with him and getting separation and not there there wasn't capitalization on that so i don't know if just any quarterback can make that happen but i think there's hope for him because of the fact that he can get separation but in this class there's a lot you know i think it's the deepest position like if you have a, a a late first round pick I mean, Mm. running back spot is deep. Maybe we find out that you're going to draft a what you're going to take a uh, a running back later because it's kind of deep at that position. But, you know, in in the middle of the draft, you don't want to be drafting there. But, you know, seven, eight, nine, there are wide receivers that, you know, kind of uh, maybe they're not the ones that are being talked about. You said London. That's one guy that, you know, could be big or, or not. Um, I I wanted to ask you if you thought there were some wide receivers that were kind of slipping through the cracks after the combine or uh, players that you've watched, you know, you watched college football, if you thought that there were some, you know, uh, better than average sort of wide receivers or better than, I don't want to say average, but better than maybe what's being talked about now on Twitter that people could look at as possible targets for this rookie draft.
3: Yeah, there, there's a number of ways to go there. I think first two you kind of hit on. I think I think it's a great year to have late first and, and early seconds if you're able to like accrue those. Uh, I think it's kind of a tough year if you have a top uh, five or six pick this year. It reminds me a lot of the I think it's the 2019 draft, right the the Keel Harry year. Uh, where it's just it's it's trickier, I think, because there's a I think there's a it's tough to miss uh, or it's it's easier to miss up here because I think guys are so packed tight. Like you're gonna have a lot of variants of people that have Burks, London, and Wilson in different orders, right? And say you're you're not someone that, like, is really glued into this stuff and you kind of come into your fantasy draft, but you have 102 or 103 and you're kind of, like, just like, oh, shit, who do I pick? Like, what, am I going to get this wrong? Like, there, I feel like – because we're going to probably look back on this in three or four years and there's going to be a clear thing. Like, man, if you took Drake London at 102 or you took Garrett Wilson at 102 or you took Traylon Burks at 102, if that didn't work out, like, we did, didn't her thing, right? Like, that's how this class feels to me at the top, like, where it's like you could – you could really end up like really botching one of these top picks. It's not like a, we don't have a Jamar Chase. There's not, there's no Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase in this class. There's no going back to two years ago and saying there's a Jonathan Taylor up here. And just that, that 2020 class paired with the wide receivers too is insane, uh, you know, anyways, uh, altogether. But uh, this year I yeah. feel like it's tougher. If you have a front like five, four, four to six pick, like it's it's tough this year, I think. Uh, but I feel like if you've got – if you could take multiple swings and like from the late first into the early second, like that's kind of where I want to be. I want to just like take a couple bites at a few of these guys instead of saying, well, like I'm going to nail my eval. And on one of these three guys that I think are really close. Uh, so yeah, I, I do want a lot of those, those picks. If you can get them, uh, we'll need to see like what shakes out in the real draft to kind of like set where these guys go. But a couple guys like Shane brought up like the upside factor and yeah. like I wholeheartedly agree and we'll need to see where, like, where draft capital goes, but, like, guys like George Pickens and Justin Ross, like, where do those guys end up going? Like, because those guys represent a lot of upside, whereas you have guys that are, like, sneaking in here, like a like a Sky Moore or, uh, you know, a Khalil Shakur. Like, where do these guys go? But those guys probably represent, like, a limited archetype in the NFL as far as ceiling goes. Um, so you have to, like, say, factor all those things in. Um what goes in into that. But I mean, this wider seer class in general, I think it runs like 15 to 16 deep of guys that I think are really interesting. Then you have like another, like three to four guys that like you can make a case for just based on like, well, all these guys tested insanely at the combine. I mean, Shit! Everyone ran a four-three except for Trailing Burke.
1: Blocked for fast. <laughs>
3: um, and, you know, but it's easy to make up uh, some ground here. Like you know, you have these guys like like say like a Kevin Austin, right? Like people are like where'd this guy come from? And you go back in his profile, and you're like, this dude was he had 34 offers that to cut out of high school, like to go like he was a high recruit. It just never materialized. Yep. He got in some trouble off the field at Notre Dame. It just never came together. But it's like he was a high recruit. He obviously still has the pedigree as an athlete, but, like, doesn't have the production. So, like, does an NFL team take a shot on that or does he end up going, like, the sixth round and he's like that has to fight to be, like, the wide receiver five on a roster? Those are all things that, like, kind of remain to be seen. But this wide receiver class in general is by far, like, the deepest of the positions
0: uh, easily. You know, it's funny hearing you say all that. In one of our listener leagues, we have five listener leagues. I've never done one of those kind of things where I, like... Uh, sell-off players to get picks because my team was just so bad. So the Jeremy and Shane convinced me to do it. I did it in HQ5. And I have exactly what you just said. You said, if you have a late first and some seconds, that, that's a great position. I have uh, the 110, and then I have five second-round picks <laughs> in that league. So uh, now I'm kind of excited for the draft with that league, you know. Oh. And
3: maybe all these guys hit at the top, but I think it's very tough because you're going to see a lot of variance, like I said, of what, like, where, where are the top three receivers, how packed they are. Uh, because, like, we said, the odds that all these guys do end up hitting are pretty, probably pretty low still. Uh, because it's the, the tough, the cruel mistress of this yeah, game. That's,
1: that's a tough part of it, you know, in Dynasty, and you play a lot of Dynasty, so you know this, but everyone wants the 2023 class picks. And, and we have arguments all the time about classes and, oh, you know, 2024, that's the class you want the picks in. Not, and, and at some point, you just need to start drafting rookies and, and kind of figuring that out. And, and this class is interesting. Like, you, you basically said it. Like, we don't know for sure. And there's, there's, there's player, there are players that are just kind of jammed together in kind of like this one big tier right now. It hasn't, it hasn't um, shown itself yet. But that there still are opportunities to get great players in the first round if you have a first-round rookie pick in this draft. And so I know we've been going round and round with Shane because he's he's traded out of this draft. Like he doesn't because
2: really- this draft it sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the- you know, your volume is, is way louder know. than the rest of us. So when he you just, just said that, it just like blew. Like the, all the marking uh, on the mixer board and just I, went through the roof.
1: <laughs> and I get what you're saying, but part of what Rich said. <laughs> is why you still want picks. Is
2: no, that yeah, no,
1: a- We don't know who the best players are exactly, which is the problem for a lot of guys well, so- getting picks.
2: No, not so that's picks. that's the problem with the class, is when, when and, and it's not a problem with what Richard what Rich was saying, but anytime someone says <laughs> what you want is a lot of late round, first round draft picks and some early seconds, what's that really saying is, This class really isn't as top heavy as it needs to be because every rookie draft class that's ever been really good has been beyond good. Would be you know the twenty twenty class when it just kept going, whatever. But usually it's like that first five six players. You're like, all right, these are locked in in some order. There's a little bit of change. There's this class is not locked in a little bit. It's it's well, Mike Malik and I Willis, are used to drafting low in the first round. That's
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> probably you're not quite accustomed <laughs> to that. I'm just kidding.
0: Virtual high five to Jeremy going like this. It's, you know? it's
2: there's Malik Willis, <laughs> Brees Hall, and then everybody looks at each other and goes, uh, uh what happened to Kenneth Spiller? That was no really idea. disappointing. Go
3: back to like the 2019 <laughs> class, which was like in a on paper, like people hated that class. But you're like no matter what every draft class, you're gonna have like guys that come out of it, like yeah, Corin yeah. like and uh, you know what we have. We had now is the debo year where you know, like I just want like I feel like this class, particularly because what you said, just not having those blue chip assets. I would rather instead of trying to nail the what I believe is the blue chip guy and just have multiple swings at like the other guys.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like this is (laughs) this is one of those years where I'm good with trading the 104 for a couple later first round draft picks because I have as much confidence in who I'm picking at 104 as I do at 110 and 112.
0: And, and, you know, it was funny, a couple weeks, maybe a month or so ago, when I was making all those trades and getting all those second round picks, you even made a comment, Shane, you're like, yeah, Sipes is only going after second round picks. And the only reason I was doing that was because I wasn't trading away the bigger players that I had, but it looks like it worked out for me anyways, (laughs) to get all those second round picks. Um, you know, uh, Rich, it, for us, we talk about all, all these different kind of formats and everything, and everybody that listens knows that Shane does not like IDP. But with with all the <laughs> trades and things that happened today, one of the things that happened was Khalil Mack going over to the Chargers. And I saw on Twitter, you actually commented saying that the Chargers are going to be one of the most fun teams to watch in the off season based on their cap space and the trades that they've done. Uh, is there other stuff that's going to happen with the chargers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially cause they're, you've got Justin Herbert on a rookie contract.
3: Like you have to maximize, we've seen this, like this is the, the golden ticket in the NFL. Like you was once you have to like sink your draft, your like, salary cap capital into these quarterbacks because of what they command, it makes it just so much tougher on your roster flexibility. Um, so yeah, the chargers, I believe are going in you know, I believe that their organization is just a naturally inherently aggressive right now, too, which you love. Uh, and I love it that if you, you're you're on Justin Herbert, because I had a tough time, I was like, you know, do I value him as much as a Josh Allen and a Patrick Mahomes? And it's like, well, man, like, if things are fluid, but like, you get a runway, or if like, this works at Brandon Staley, like, we saw aggressive Brandon Staley is like, I want my fantasy quarterback playing for a guy like that. Yeah, like, you know, please. And I also like last year, too, like, it was fun to bet on the Chargers because you knew like Brandon Staley was going like, to put you in a spot, right? Or if you're betting overs, it's like you're, this coach is at least going to be aggressive. He's not going to kick field goals. It's like we're going to be in here to try to, to try yeah, to win this. In it uh, to
1: win it, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: so uh, I like that aspect of it. I like that the Chargers kind of realize what they're cooking with right now. I think we'll see them add a lot of pieces. Uh they're, they're going to be aggressive, I think, when this thing opens up. And typically in the free agency, that's typically a bad move. But uh, we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, their team is so it's so well built. Yeah, they're just adding pieces to it, like you know, yeah, adding Khalil Mack to just to Joey Bosa. Like, oh, it's okay, so
0: well, that, awesome. That's not <laughs> sounds <fair>. amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair at all.
1: Like, thank Chicago for franchising your future, or you know, mortgaging your future once again.
2: And I mean, what do they need on offense? What do they really look like? Not they don't need anything on offense. What's the, what, what, who could they go out and get on offense? That would just,
3: yeah, I, maybe, maybe like, uh, you know, uh, an Evan Ingram or an OJ Howard, they can resurrect one of those guys uh, a little bit at the tight end position. They just need their offensive line to stay healthy. We yeah. were so excited. They rebuilt it last year and then they couldn't keep all five guys on the field together. It's kind of been kind of like their one bugaboo the last decade. It feels like, uh, <laughs> you know, cause they, you know, they've, they've added all these guys. They add Lindsley, um, they had blaga They can't keep, just can't keep everyone on, on the field. Uh, you know, if they can just do that, the offense takes off, but I think we're going to see them focus on defense primarily, especially like in, interior, like interior defensive linemen for sure. Uh, you'll see that. And, uh, they're going to go after some of these corners too, I think, uh, in this yeah. draft like Carlton Davis or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're ready to take off. Listen, the AFC is loaded. I couldn't believe Russell Wilson. One of his big selling points was he didn't want to be in the NFC. Uh, good luck buddy over there because
2: uh, it is loaded
1: <laughs> oh that yeah even just that yeah just that division but the whole side yeah
2: when wow. everyone keeps talking about denver still has the third best quarterback in the division <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so funny. so for you rich what is your personal team
3: uh really nobody anymore i grew up a, a, a huge 49ers fan and kind of when you're in the industry and you're exposed to all the fan bases at once it kind of ruins it for you <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not covering fantasy football it ruined for me. It was being exposed to all the fans. And this was like, kind of like, it was like looking in the mirror. is like, am I like this? <laughs> like, you know, all right. Like, yeah, and that's I not to throw it. really shade. If you guys cheer for a team, that's fine. But like, we it's, all do, yeah. it's, 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 it's tough, man. But like there's an actual reason. It's, it's uh, stems off the word fanatic. Uh, right. uh, people are insane, man, especially when you have a Twitter and, and mine's not that bad. I don't have like a huge follower count, but like when you see like Barry tweet or like Warren tweet or Mike Clay tweet, and just the responses that like, it's like, oh
1: like it's just it's just gross, man. Like,
3: <laughs> it's like you're letting yeah. this you're letting this impact your life to this degree. Yeah, you know, was, yeah, was, <laughs>
1: everything they do impacts somebody. It's it's insane. it was yeah, What's- It was
3: it was just like, yeah, it was kind of a look in the mirror and it kinda of just turned me off to being a fan, uh, in total, but
2: yeah. No, I get that. I'm from Philly. So every time anything ever happened, like I have to explain to people like, no, we're not really all like that. Well, yeah, <laughs> not all of us. We, we did throw batteries at dude one time. And there yeah. was a the Santa Claus thing. Yes, they did have a prison in the in the stadium. Like, okay, there was the time that, you know, there was a cancer awareness night at the Flyers and they threw all the, uh, the, the oh, wristbands. They, the bands and, there and there was a the time,
1: and they climbed the lamppost. But that was it, it never me. No,
2: I've never been fan like that honestly and every time i say it i'm just like for years i used to just be like oh well it's just a small minority but it's really not
3: coming up man uh i hated the Eagles for two reasons one <laughs> their field was so terrible like when they had the when they had the shared baseball field who was there was a, a the one bears receiver that just like shredded his knee there oh, um', I'll um be no, it's before this is before uh, but then they always like their defenses were just so gnarly too like i always just hated that they, like andre waters like that dude was such a beast yeah. uh like just absolutely just like crushing people like andre waters couldn't play today like he would have kicked him out of the league no, uh, no,
2: immediately
1: the players that are in trouble look like saints
3: <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, but the,
1: and that field always drives. Like, oh, someone's
3: definitely gonna hurt, th- getting hurt this game. Like every every home game the Eagles had. Um, are you going
0: to be going to uh, Vegas for the draft this year? Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, no,
3: uh, no. Because I know you. I would I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to go to Vegas anytime, anytime I can. But <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I have another question. We do um every year. We do a celebrity uh, rookie draft, and so Matthew Barry joined us, and of course, he was. He doesn't like to do things. He's busy and he doesn't like to do things in the evening, but he did join us. Well, no, no, he he made that joke, but he just, he doesn't (laughs) like to do things that infringes on his family. So he definitely doesn't do stuff in the evening.
0: It wasn't just a Shane. Shut up.
1: And and so we, we got him to, to join us at the top for the one Oh one rookie pick. And he made it and it was fun. And you know, he only stuck around for 10, 15 minutes and then he had to go. He was gracious about it. It was, it was amazing that he joined us and then a whole slew of uh, other folks join us. Um, Graham Barfield you know you you know most of them I think we have someone that's not able to do it this year and if you're available we'd love to have you be part of it it's just a rookie draft just the first round a ton of fun we talk about every pick um and and like I said it's our celebrity draft we have another one that's friends of the HQ we bring a bunch of our friends in and stuff like it. it it's um it's just all of you sort of elite Thinkers that have been doing this for a long time. And uh, we have a good, t- we, we take the last pick in the first round. So we let re- everybody have the dialogue. So, not to put you on the spot, but if it's something <laughs> that you wouldn't mind doing and you have the time, we would love to have you you don't have to say yes
3: i, I mean i feel like when you when you bring spots like oh, no i definitely don't want to. exactly uh, the way, the way you totally corner presented corner. it to him as while we're ta- on
1: the air as i was talking i'm like you know what i feel like i'm putting <laughs> him on
3: the spot i oh, no no God. no i mean listen i'm always willing as long as i can fit something in i'm always down to, to talk about this and, and to talk to anybody. I don't mind. <laughs> as long as we can fit it in and it works out schedule-wise, I'm down for whatever.
1: Uh, sorry. I, I really wasn't pressuring. You. <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I mean, we've had Scott on before, too, and uh, you know, DFB himself. We All kinds, but it would be cool to have you be part of that. It'd be fun.
3: <laughs> so rich. Yeah, and I will say, you know, uh, that league we should be drafting pretty soon coming up because yeah. we actually draft yeah. before the NFL draft, yep. which I also believe is the optimal format for dynasty as well if you could do that uh because it's just it's chaos man and one it makes you have conviction and your evals a little bit and then two it kind of makes an interesting dynamic because some people will just say i'm not confident in predicting players at all i'm just gonna burn my picks i'm gonna trade them like and then we see that play out in this in that league as well uh, different strategies as well so uh, it makes it fun especially during the draft too especially when you get into like the second and third rounds when you know like it's like oh I know this dude really loves sky more or something. It's like, or like they want to get to that spot to get that one player. Uh, so I mean, it makes it real
1: fun to draft before the NFL draft. And, and you and you I know, know you're talking about the siege right now. That's okay.
3: Oh uh, well, and then also too, like you know, uh, you don't get bailed out like you think. Like a couple years ago, like Hakeem Butler, right, was like pre-draft was like one, like 101 to 105, right, like he, <laughs> that variance. And then he goes in the fourth round of the real NFL draft, and everyone that was high on him is like oh shit man ripcord this like we're out like i can't i got i can't do it and you you that you are we already drafted in those leagues like so like
0: you're on the hook like no matter what uh, what's so uh, funny fun. is nobody can see the faces but shane and jeremy are both making faces because we were the ones that drafted a keen butler
1: <laughs> all we did was snipe <laughs> football diehard that's all we did then and then the we fa- paid for it forever the that fact
0: the that you pick picked that, that one made. name out we
3: were the ones who drafted him well <laughs> i mean i, I wanted- just tried to pick out a guy that like <laughs> th- like the nfl like completely like was way out like it was like there was like a huge gap into like where like he was getting even mock drafts like some like people like i don't know if like jeremiah or anyone like but there was like people mocking him like in the first round like This guy could go in the first round. He goes in the fourth round. Like, it was a huge gap. And that makes a huge difference between, like, pre-draft rankings and afterwards because the NFL has already gave you, like, a huge hint. Like –
1: our, We've like, capped our rookie evals at six foot four in height. <laughs> Nobody else above that height ever gets drafted by us. And no, 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 I didn't mean.
3: I didn't know that it was. I didn't know like that was specifically you guys. But like
0: but it that, was like, perfect, Rich. No, it was perfect. That, we that never talked about
3: this, but that format specifically ties you into that. You're just like, oh wow, like I don't get a hall pass. You don't get a hall pass on those guys, and yeah, so it. it adds a different amount. Like, while you're watching the actual NFL draft, and you're like, hope these dudes I picked go. Like, like, <laughs> like I hope they go early. Yeah, I came.
1: Butler was a. That was an amazing example, and I don't like to cite that for supporting what you're saying because I do like drafting before the NFL draft. Rookie picks. <laughs> I think it's amazing to do it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah I it's do. just a ton of fun. I always bring that up all the time too. I always bring up the Hakeem Butler draft. I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I I, <don't laughs> I do. I'm like because he he dropped like a rock. Oh my like god. Like it was. Wick. It was like, hey, we like this guy. Then it's like, hey, did you find out that – did you guys hear that he's two years older than we really thought he was and he's an inch shorter and 30 pounds heavier and he might actually have three hands? And then by the time the draft rolled around, you just knew there was no hope. You just knew, you just knew it. You're like, this pick was burned. Like, I <laughs> it. But, it but was sometimes crazy.
3: it doesn't work out because you think like that league, like remember McCall Hardman like goes in the fourth round and he gets dra- – the Chiefs trade up for him in the second round. And you're like, oh, I got this golden lottery ticket. I I just I just cashed in and it doesn't work out either yeah. in the same way. Like so, like it just it's fun, it makes it a blast. Uh, and
1: and definitely- we have <laughs> plenty of examples on the counter too, because we got Justin Herbert at the top of the second round. Yep. There you go. And we, we were targeting him, but he kept falling and falling, and we we had the pick and we took him. And and so, you know, that makes up for Hakeem Butler. <laughs> but like, you know, it it, it it it's you have the pros and cons. You have the, the good ones too when it comes to drafting early.
3: And listen, if you don't got bad uh Rookie picks on your ledger, then you're not playing Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfect way to wrap it up because that is definitely true. And you know, Rich, even though uh, Jeremy may or may not have put you on the spot, um, we do actually do um, the celebrity draft pre draft and then post draft. Yeah, so if you're if you're unable to. Uh, join us for the pre-draft. Possibly you can join us for the post-draft, but we'll work that all out uh, in the future. But we really appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to tell the audience?
3: I'm just glad we got to finally make it happen. We've tried to make this happen for a few months. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's my fault. But, you know, we got it here. <laughs> it's uh, all good, and we made it. I hope we get do it again. I love, like we talked about at the expo. I love just getting a, a chance to talk to, to new people I haven't got to meet in the space yet. And I always do. I always tell people just ask. I think I told you guys when it said it's like, oh, like just, just sometimes will be like, oh, he won't say yes. He's not gonna call on my podcast. I'm like, dude, just ask, just ask. I, I mean, if I could fit it in, I'll do it. Uh, we're all here for the same reason. We all like the same stuff. Uh, there's a reason why we're doing this. Uh, we all have a mutual connection and bond. So just always say,
0: just, just reach out. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, when, uh, when the expo comes around this year, uh, all three of us will be there, so hopefully we can all sit yeah. down and have a drink together and and hang out for a little bit outside of the environment of walking around that room on Sunday. But
3: sounds like it's gonna be big again. People are talking about it already. I would have never thought like Canton not Canton to be a destination yearly for fantasy football, but uh, here Dude, we are. Dude,
1: I've talked to Bob <laughs> Lung about this because we have a home <laughs> league together in Ohio League, and like honestly, I, I'm like Bob. The only reason anybody goes to Canton is the Hall of Fame and you. Like, there's no other reason to go there. And and it's true. There's really nothing to seek out, unfortunately, in Canada. No, I'm I'm, I'm like...
3: I'm like an hour and a half north, uh, so I you know I, I drove down last year, and I always tell people, yeah, same thing. It's like man, Cle- like Cleveland's pretty a uh, skip away. There's a lot to do there. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> you just know. saw
1: your hat, and the whole time I'm like, this guy is a Cleveland guy, and I never knew that. Like this whole time, that's where I grew up. Well, in Moraine County, I'm a Cleveland fan. I live in Columbus. I'm like, how did I not know? Yeah, so that I'm you moving were to Cleveland Amherst.
3: Guy. I'm moving to Amherst. That's where I bought bought my house. Uh, nice. So, yeah, that's, that's like.
1: That's yeah. in my backyard where I grew up in, uh, in uh, well Lagrange basically. That's where yeah. my dad's house is. Um, right, right down the road from there. Um, the attorney that I'm dealing with with my, with my dad's estate is in Amherst. That's uh, my dad went to South Amherst, so that's funny, man. We'll have to yeah, talk. Man. I did not know you were in Ohio. Awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so you guys could talk after the show. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. And Shane and I definitely, we had a good time in Canton, but I am not walking the streets of Canton on Sunday looking for cigarettes for Shane ever again. That was not, that was not a very fun experience.
2: I'll say this. Look, I, I grew up in not the best parts of Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Got a whole, it's kind of this weird, like in the outskirts, there's this definite like Walking Dead vibe to it.
0: Oh my God. Oh yeah, it's blighted. It, it was so perfect though, because Shane and I were trying to find cigarettes for him and I go to this place and Shane goes in and I'm standing and then all of a sudden there's like five people showed up out of nowhere. It was definitely Walking Dead, but regardless, thank you so much, Rich, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We would love to have you on again. We'd love to have you part of our draft if, if we can work things out that'll be great and if not we would love to see you in Canton and uh, well, yeah, I'm
2: going to talk bad about him on the draft night I'm just going to be like "Well, we are probably would have hated this pick but here we go <laughs> but then tier, five. We're
0: tier gonna, five but then we're going to say five. but Jeremy <laughs> ambushed him on the show and that's why he didn't do it so no I'm just kidding <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us Rich we really yeah, appreciate take it. Yeah Rich. Thank you all sir. Alright guys. Have Thanks. a great all right. yep. <laughs> so that was great. It was fun to have him on. Um, you know, it, we we always ha- end up having a really good time with all the people from the DFB when they finally get around to coming in on the show. And uh, Actually, with Rich, he didn't really get too much chance to talk about individual people in it, but he did get to mention it a few times, so it was fun. Um, <laughs> and obviously, we're joking around. You didn't really ambush him, but it kind of felt like it. Um <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. I wasn't doing it that. I, I was just like really extending him an invitation. We're not live or anything, so we don't even have to put it in the show. But
2: no, of course it. we're leaving it in the show. It's perfect. Well, it's well, awesome. Definitely leave <laughs> that on the show. Everyone we <laughs> invite on, and whether they say yes or no or they, they're uncomfortable, you leave that on the show.
0: Absolutely. And Jeremy, do it every time. It's perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. uh, you what know what we're going to start doing? What? Is we're going to tell people about the draft, too. And then not invite them. They're <laughs> <laughs> probably like, well, not, not going to invite you.
0: <laughs> oh, but listen, hey, this is fun. <laughs> Um, uh, we got a couple other things I guess what we'll do is we'll move all the news we'll move all that stuff to next week's show Uh, let's wrap this up right now and uh, uh, you know check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ check us out on uh, Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ Uh, Shane tell everybody about our Patreon account
2: we have a Patreon account you should join the Patreon account um, it's awesome awesome group me chat that's where look when when i need to go work out trades when i need to go talk some shop well, basically when we need to talk about anything we jump in there um great great group of smart people in there um plus unedited version of this podcast you get <laughs> yeah. there's always written content popping off too um been dropping that a little bit the last couple weeks um yeah, yeah. So come come join the patrons because we're cool. Cool. And Jeremy, we have a lot
0: of guests lined up, right? Tonight was just we, the first we, of many.
1: We we actually do have a lot of guests lined up. Um, this is the first of many, like you said. I don't have the list in front of me, but our good buddy Pat Fitzmaurice uh, Fitz is coming. I always say that Shane's going to be like Jalen Wall. Wa- Uh, 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 so so pat pat's coming on uh we love pat um we're gonna get uh we just had rich obviously graham barfield's coming on soon Uh, i think next week the week after that pat is coming on um then we have uh bob harris jj zacharias and rich Dotson. i mean on and on so it's gonna be i don't even know if we're gonna be able to fit everyone in in before uh you know we have to stop doing this because we have the mock drafts with the celebrity mock draft and the friends of the the friends of our HQ that we've done for years too mock drafts, but we'll get all of these guys in. It's going to be a lot of fun um, topic, you know, subject matter oriented shows. It's going to be great.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And we also actually have something going on with Rich Dodson and dynasty nerds, which we'll talk about next week on next week's show. So uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We love you all. We'll see you guys next week and say goodbye, everybody. Take care,
1: everybody. See you next time.
0: Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane.